The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. How are you, folks? On this episode of the Paul Leslie Hour, we're going to be playing another interview from the past. I hope you all are enjoying listening to some of these interviews from yesteryear. There's a certain rawness, I think, to these. I'm not editing them much. I'm just putting them up as they were. For this one, I was backstage at the Georgia Theater, the first Georgia Theater, before it burned down. And this interview was with Todd Snyder. His manager came into the room before Todd did and told me that Todd had just drank an entire bottle of wine. Very interesting interview, as I'm sure you might gather. I remember him coming into the room, and he had a very interesting look in his eyes. Nonetheless, he gave a great interview. I think you're going to enjoy, and let me know what you think. Here's the interview with Todd Snyder from more than 10 years ago. Today's guest is Mr. Todd Snyder, one of the best songwriters of my generation. He's here in the Music City of Athens at the Georgia Theater. So welcome, Mr. Todd Snyder, to the program. Thank you for having me. It seems like lately your name has been coming up a lot. We had Jerry Jeff Walker on, and I asked him, I said, who out of the the younger people that are carrying on the tradition of the folk music, who out there is the best songwriter? And I asked, and he said, I'd have to say Todd Snyder. So, And I know the story behind you, uh, Jerry Jeff was one of the shows you saw that made you kind of want to become a songwriter. Yeah, definitely. What's it like when all these people are out there and they're saying Todd Snyder's one of the best? Uh, this is the Jimmy Buffett station. I have a message for Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett borrowed $17 from me at a Christmas party for Mike Utley. And I want to say this, Jimmy, you got to get that money back to me. I need that money. He'll be in touch. And you know you got it. You know you got it. And that was bullshit the way when we saw each other last time. You're like, I don't have any cash on me. And you were like trying to dish me off on some roadies. Listen, man, I need my money back. You know? What was the question? <laughs> I was asking you about. <laughs> I was asking you about the what it's like having people like Jerry Jeff Walker and Keith Sykes, all these great songwriters, saying. Will Kimbrough is uh, some is like carrying on the flame of the great songwriters. Oh well, they're making that up. They're making it up. What a humble guy. <laughs> no, that's that's actually an outside attack on me. That's a. I understand. There, there's a certain amount of uh, underground aggression involved in those kind of statements, and I'm aware of it. I've got some people on it. What do you mean by underground aggression? <laughs> I don't know, but I know this. Uh, no, I don't know anything. What were we talking about? <laughs> Hello, Buffett fans. <laughs> gypsies in the pa- This is the Gypsies in the Palace show featuring the tipsy gypsy, Todd Snyder. <laughs> gypsy is right. I wanted to ask you out there, all the people that are doing songs right now, who would you have to give the respect to? 
songwriters I like? Mm -hmm. Well, I like my friend. Um, I like uh, Kevin Kenny. But see, that's an old. That's he's older than me. Um, guys that are like younger than me, I like Case Carl and um, I don't know. My my buddy Will Kimbrough's uh, not younger than me, but he's uh, he's newer at making the albums on his own. Um, I love him and um, let's see. Uh, I like Jack Ingram. He's a friend of mine. I like him. I like Robert Earl Keane. Um, that's about it. I don't like any other people. I wanted to know a little bit about uh, back in the days when 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 you had just started uh, playing at the Daily Planet. I wanted to know. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of years since then, but I was wondering what keeps it fresh for you after all these years of performing. Um, I just still like it. It's never been something that uh, got unfresh. It's never been something I had to work at. Like it being very sincere with you that is it's never been a problem for me i still like um still get off on it or whatever mad for it or whatever um i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i know this i still like this shit i like hanging out in these places like this and i used to so it's never been something that was a challenge keeping it interesting was never a challenge like watch let's see who comes to the door we're backstage by the way things happen <laughs> i could have been so much excited no, but uh, but no, it's uh, it, I've never had the challenge of keeping it fresh. I st I still like I like the routine. In some of your songs, you have kind of a message. Sometimes it's just a story. But I was wondering, what is it that you hope that the listeners of your music get out of your music? Um, well. Oh. Okay. Um. I uh, I gotta. You know, I never have uh, thought it through that far. I'm not. I'm pretty. Um. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I don't know the answer to that one. That'd be cool if they got something out of it. You know. Like, it would be great if I, uh, if, uh, let's get back to the $17 Jimmy Buffett owes me. I think that's what's the concern of all of the serious readers. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you know, know, think if we could just take it out of the till at Margaritaville and Key West, just pop it right out of the till. No one would be the, no one have to know the better. You know? Mr. Buffett, you make $50 million a year. Yeah. Drop the man a check. Yeah, 17 bucks. That's all I need. <laughs> Anyhow. I don't even need it. It's just a principle. Since we seem to be stuck on Buffett, I wanted to ask you, how exactly did the, the entire Margaritaville Records thing happen when you were assigned? You were one of the acts. Was I love the guy, actually. Love him. Uh, he's one of the funniest people on earth. But if you're out there and you wonder if he's sitting on the beach right now, really, he is. I mean, the, that that I know of him is he's always trying to get to the water. And uh, I met him through Keith Sykes, who was in his band. And uh, when I met him, like, uh, he's just a really incredibly gracious person to me. And um, I'm not exactly remember the question totally, but <laughs> I do know that I met him through Keith Sykes. 
and that his family and his extended family, which I think I think the the dad of his family is probably Jerry Jeff Walker, he and then him and you know Pine and Billy Joe Shaver and Christopherson and Mac McAnally and there's a whole generation of songwriters, um, Guy Clark, all those guys sort of fall in his family and. I'd say on a serious note that that little group of people has just really been great to me and nice to me and they're really good to the people that are younger than them that, that seem, uh, I don't know what it is that makes them be nice to people younger than them, but when they are, it's, it's what do you say, undescribably nice or whatever. And him almost, him and him as, as much or more than anyone has like uh, been kind and showing me tricks that, uh, and shit like that. He showed me a few tricks. He even showed me one trick. He said not to tell nobody. I, I don't know. I think that's nice. So I wanted to know about your new album. Yeah. Uh, is there any song so far that has has come out as a, a fan favorite or a personal favorite of yours? Not that I've seen. <laughs> I don't think anyone really enjoys the new album or the last album. Most of the albums are not really a hit with the fans or the critics. No, I don't know. I make this shit up, and I try to keep the, try to remember them. And uh, yeah, I guess there are some songs people like and stuff. But I um, well, out of your songs, what would you say is your personal favorite? Out of the lately, it's the one train song. That's they, they rotate. But I have this song called "Play a Train Song." It's about this friend of mine, and uh, I've been missing him lately, so I've been liking enjoying that. But it goes back and forth because they're almost always to some person I know, and then it'll be if one of those people's in my mind, then that's the song that I like. You mentioned Will Kimbrough uh, earlier, and he was the last guest we had on this show, and he talked about you quite a bit. You know what? He's the one that owes me seventy seventeen dollars. I complete. You know what? I we I thought we were talking about. You said Buffett, Kimbrough. Oh, Jimmy, man, Jimmy owes me nothing. It's that Kimbrough that owes me seventeen dollars. I spaced that. What were you asking me about him? You bastard! Give me my money. <laughs> I wanted to know <laughs> how did you meet Will Kimbrough? I met Will Kimbrough in a closet. As God is my witness, <laughs> we came out of the closet together in nineteen ninety five. Uh, no, really, I did. I met him in a closet. Uh, at a, a, one of them cattle call, uh, people get together to get a record contract. I got my deal with, I, the day, the night I got signed to Margaritaville, I met Will Kimbrough. He got signed to Old Boy Records that night, and I got signed to Margaritaville Records that night, and we were in this closet, uh, nervous, you know. And uh, then by the time his record came out and he toured it and it was finished and he had already, uh, he, my record was about to come out. And so he joined my group and um, and then we stayed like that for a while. And he never, he didn't put out, you know, he started putting out his own records a few years ago. I love that person and look up to him quite a bit. I was reading the story about how you went up on Keith Sykes. Uh, you went up to his front door and knocked on his door, literally. Yeah. Everyone keeps telling me, they say, you know, you need to write a book on Keith Sykes because he's like, he's connected to everyone. Yeah. So, well, how did uh, Keith Sykes react to you just knocking on his door like a Jehovah's Witness? He was uh, very gracious. He was drinking red wine and listening to records, I think, to begin with. And uh, I asked him to teach me how to do this certain thing on the guitar, like it's a Chuck Berry thing on a guitar. And, um, uh... I don't know. He was very nice. 
to me. Very nice. And um, I didn't... I don't know why he was so nice to me, but he was. He sure was. And uh, and then all the people he introduced me to were kind of like that, too. Very... Uh, a lot of... Uh, that whole family of people is very open with their sofas. Well, Mr. Snyder, this program goes out all over the world. Should have told you that earlier. Parrotheads unite. <laughs> we need to unite and change things. So my Not necessarily even for the better. You know, just stomp on the terror a little. So my last question to you. What were you asking me? Wear bright colors. We, we, oh, wear bright colors and stay low. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> no, but seriously, wear bright colors and stay low. So my last question for you, Mr. Snyder. What would you, Todd Snyder, like yeah. to say to the world? Oh, well, that's what I just said. Wear bright colors and stay low. That's been my message since the first album. That will be my message on my last album. And I'm not just talking about hunting season, which is probably the most important time to do that. But any type of season, you've got to wear bright colors and stay low. And if something happens in an emergency situation, you have to lay low like J-Lo. Do that. Do that. But don't make that a consistent habit. Don't ruin your life that way. Just stick with the bright colors. God love us all. Mr. Schneider, I thank you for your time. This was the most interesting interview I've ever done. Hey, this is Todd Snyder, and you are listening to... So what do you say? Time after island time? That's right. That's the slogan? Hey, time after island time. This is your friend Todd Snyder, and you're listening to the Jimmy Buffett station. That's all I have. Wear bright colors and stay low. I don't know what to do with my hand. The Paul Leslie Hour is hosted, produced, and written by Paul Leslie for Lifestyles Entertainment and Media. The Paul Leslie theme song composed, recorded, and produced by Jeff Pike. Outro music composed, recorded, and produced by John Goodwin, originally appearing in the short film Malukas and Vulnerable Jelly Things. Please consider subscribing to the Paul Leslie Hour, and if you like us, give us a review. It'll help other people to find this content. All past interviews are also available on YouTube. For more information, you can visit thepaulleslie.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ThePaulLeslie. Thanks for listening. Be good.